United States Institute of Peace, along with Sirius XM's POTUS Channel 124, now present their weekly podcast. I'm Julie Mason. You're listening to Sirius XM. Mona Yakubian is Senior Advisor at the United States Institute of Peace. You can follow her on Twitter at M Yakubian here to talk about the situation in Lebanon. Mona, welcome back. Thanks so much, Julie. Good to be with you. So Lebanon on the brink of a historic breakdown. This is happening a little bit under the radar. You know, it is. But when you consider how significant this crisis is, I mean, the lights are truly blinking red here. Um, This is a country that's truly on the verge of total collapse. We've seen it experience multiple crises over the last year and a half, um, starting with a financial collapse that led to basically the meltdown of the currency. They're, They're their lira has lost 90% of its value. Um, That has triggered, as you could imagine, incredible inflation. Um, This is a country that imports 80% of its needs. And so you're seeing things like food prices rise 400%. Um, Just yesterday, they raised bread prices again. And all of this is hitting the Lebanese people in a significant way. This was once like a very solid middle-income country. You now have more than 50% of the Lebanese people who are living below the poverty line. And so, yeah, so it's a, yeah. It's, a, it's a crisis of historic proportion. That's drastic. Now, how much does, uh, how much does the government uh, bear responsibility for what's happening? Oh, the government bears significant responsibility, uh, largely because of the role that, that, that the financial sector appears to have played in precipitating this crisis to begin with, and what's been called essentially a Ponzi scheme economy. But then, as things started to get bad, uh, the inaction of the government, the lack of urgency, is uh, really just astonishing. The World Bank has said that Lebanon is now in what they call a deliberate depression because pointing to the government and saying that the government's inaction in this at this point is to blame. Um, The country is also suffering on top of everything else from uh, a political crisis because Mm -hmm. uh, after the Beirut port explosion of last last August, the government collapsed, and they have now been in a stalemate for 10 months. They've not been able to form a new government. So, yes, yeah, so the, the government, unfortunately, stands very much responsible for the suffering of uh, everyday Lebanese. You know, we, and we've seen a lot of protests there and a lot of uh, strikes and people in the street. It seems like quite a volatile situation. Oh, I think that's exactly right. I mean, yesterday, for example, um, there were gunfights. Mm. in gas lines. People have been lining up for hours just to get maybe a quarter of a tank of gas. So people are incredibly frustrated and angry. And so, yes, you're seeing protests, you're seeing fights, you're seeing, as I said, even gunfights. But, Julie, I think what's even more concerning is as the economy implodes, uh, there are real concerns that the army uh, could collapse And that is the one institution that is still holding uh, things together. Uh, But as, you know, as as um, salaries 
military salaries plummet, uh, the, the, the chief of the army has raised concerns that they're in a situation that is not tenable. Uh, and if the army collapses, uh, honestly, then I think all bets are off. You write that it could lead to chaos and the total breakdown of law and order. Exactly right. Uh, and this is a country that's not, you know, that, that has suffered through a very significant civil war. Um, and I think there's real fear that, that it could go back to that kind of uh, uh, almost Somalia on the Mediterranean, if you will. Oh, that's grim. All right. So what are what are the strategic implications for the United States? And what is what is the State Department saying? Well, I think the strategic implications for the U.S. are significant um, for several reasons. I mean, first of all, what we know uh, from across the world is that when states collapse, you see major security vacuums open up. And in the case of Lebanon, there is no shortage of um, what the U.S. government would call malign actors who could take advantage of that. Um, First and foremost is Hezbollah, the Iranian-backed armed group that has the preponderance of power on the ground already. They are best positioned uh, to weather a total state collapse. And so you would see, therefore, an ally of Iran benefit from this. But you also have um, the possibility of uh, Sunni extremist groups, groups like ISIS, al-Qaeda, and others who historically take advantage of this kind of chaos uh, to, to sort of take, you know, to, to, to use that, those sort of security vacuums and, and, uh, and, and, and plan, you know, activities and do other things. Um, well, and, and last- they, they also use money to recruit. If people if people can't feed their families, suddenly here comes ISIS with a with a bag oh. full of money for you. Absolutely, that's exactly right. And and then though, in desperation, you also have uh, the possibility of massive displacement of refugee flows. Mm-hmm. And you know, people should know Lebanon hosts the largest number of refugees per capita in the world. So they have an estimated one and a half million Syrian refugees, and the concern is. If uh, if things go, you know, if Lebanon completely melts down in desperation, you could see people uh, uh, fleeing, taking, we've seen this already in the past, people taking boats to Cyprus. You could have another one of these major um, refugee influxes into Europe, which, of course, then has a slew of implications uh, for the U.S. And, and the West in general. Wow. All right. So um, what are the prospects for Lebanon? Who, uh, w- uh, well, I guess we should talk about the region as well. Um, these refugees, where would they go? Well, again, it's, you know, we, we, we've seen just trickles here and there, but where they would likely go is, is Europe, and, mm. and the closest is, is Cyprus. And so that, you know, it's possible that you could see sort of not unlike what we saw in the summer of 2015, people may remember there was a massive flows of, of refugees, in that case Syrian and, and Afghan, uh, into Europe. It's possible that we could see something like that again. Um, and so that's, I think that's, that would be obviously a real concern. So what should the international community be up to with regard to Lebanon right now? Well, you know, it's clearly, as I said, in a state of uh, emergency. And I, I think there are really two things the international community could do. First and foremost is provide immediate humanitarian assistance um, to the very vulnerable Lebanese and refugee populations. You already have the World Food Program announcing it would triple its assistance, but that's just not going to be enough. And so I think it would make sense, for example, for the United Nations to launch an appeal uh, and, and seek 
additional funding for humanitarian assistance for the most vulnerable in Lebanon. And the second is going back to this issue of the government's inaction, its refusal to do anything, uh, but rather for the political elite in Lebanon who are protecting their perks and standing by and watching the country burn. And here I think it's important for the international community to apply concerted pressure on the Lebanese political uh, class to demand that they form a government. And this could be done through U.S., French, uh, Gulf country leaders who, you know, in addition to the carrots of an IMF rescue package, if they do form a government and implement reform, great. If they continue to be recalcitrant, then I think it's important to to take some more coercive measures, things like um, uh, targeted sanctions. And here I mean asset freezes on some of these corrupt officials, travel bans, other kinds of things that very specifically target this corrupt political class in Lebanon that really, frankly, holds much of the blame for the current suffering. Mona Yakubian is senior advisor in the United States Institute of Peace. You can follow her on Twitter at M. Yakubian. Dire situation in Lebanon. Mona, thank you so much. Thanks for having me, Julie. Great to talk to you. This podcast has been brought to you by the United States Institute of Peace and Sirius XM's POTUS, Channel 124.